MLM Nation, episode 312. Network marketing, it's the most forgiving business in the world. You can goof it up, but if you stay in action, you'll eventually correct what you need to do. And you just got to keep going. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, do you want the next 12 months to be your best year ever? Then you must attend our training event, No BS, No Hype. You could attend either the one in the Gold Coast, Australia on May 12, 13, 14, or our USA event in Los Angeles next year on February 23rd to 25th, 2018. These three-day events feature not only me, but you also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 with an early bird price. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible, and that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be in the network marketing profession because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. So write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more. And I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three, most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home. It allows us to be better parents, a better spouse, because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons we learn from these top leaders, from myself, and apply it back to home. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. Now, ML Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision, because otherwise, you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories, just like ML Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Al Rodriguez. Hey, Al, are you ready to make it happen? Man, I am ready, ready, ready to make it happen. Excited, fired up to be here. Fired up, I love that. Hey, Al Rodriguez is a network marketing leader with almost 20 years of MLM experience. Prior to MLM, he had several traditional businesses, including his own mortgage banking company, that all he did was suck up his time and he had no life. And after over seven invites to take a look at a presentation, Al finally decided to join out of desperation. And when Al finally got started, he was, as he described in his own words, he was super, super bad. But somehow he got involved in a 90-day run that forever changed his life. Al's motto is to work hard, work smart, and it's always family first. He and his wife are both full-time networkers, and they get to homeschool their two twins. So, Al, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you got started with network marketing. Why did you join? 
Yeah, absolutely. First of all, Simon, it's an honor uh, to be here. Uh, it's uh, great to be uh, doing this with, with a friend. And by the way, I'm not sure if you're stalking me or I'm stalking you, but I know that we were last in Las Vegas together last year in Dallas. So, um, But uh, it's good to be here and appreciate that. How did I get started? It was really simple enough. You know, I, um, I was born and raised in Los Angeles. As you said, I was in the mortgage banking business. I got in very early. And in fact, let me digress just a little bit uh, Simon, uh, sometimes the word selling is it puts people off. Uh, you know what? To me, that's never been a bad word. Selling makes the world go round. You know, the boyfriend sells the girl on going on the date. Kids sell their mom in the cereal aisle of the supermarket because there's a toy in the, in the cereal. We just don't understand what we need to do. At the age of 15, I went to work at a shoe store, worked every summer, weekend, uh, and holidays for three and a half years. I learned to talk to people. I learned to sell. Uh, I uh, started a DJ business with a friend also at the age of 16 and for about three years or so, you know, did that business and you learn to interact with people. So when uh, when I went to school to study accounting, I became I just needed a job. So I became a mortgage banker, didn't know anything about being a loan officer. And uh, but my selling uh, experience allowed me to go find a niche and a hustle. In my case, I speak Spanish very fluently. The jokes don't get any better, but I speak Spanish very fluently. And I was able to command a market niche. And that's what I tell people you know, in network marketing is you got to find a niche. You got to treat the business like a business and don't be afraid to sell. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But the way that I got started, Simon, was actually probably different than most people. Uh, I really, uh, you know, I had, a, you know, I had, a, as you said, a multiple office mortgage banking company. We had strong finances. And I think a lot of people, uh, and I'm going to try to be I'm not trying to impress anyone, but to impress upon people that, you know, don't just look for someone who you think, quote unquote, needs more money. You know, we had the house, the BMWs, and we had finances. But as you said in the introduction, I had no time. In a seven-year run, I went to vacation one time to Hawaii, and I was stressed the entire time thinking my business was going to, uh, my mortgage business was going to implode. Well, long story short, one of my very own loan officers uh, talk to me about network marketing. But here's the interesting about this. I must have been a really bad prospect, Simon, because I was never prospected until I was after 35 years of age. No one had ever thought I was, uh, I guess, a candidate for this. I don't know what that says. But I was invited, as you said, seven or eight times over the course of the year by one of my own loan officers. By the way, I love him to death. He's a blessing to my life. His name is Al. And uh, I was told, Al, no, not because I was negative. I didn't even understand it. Uh, you know, I was always too busy. There's always something. But what finally clicked, Simon, and this is important for people to understand that you've got to talk to people so they understand, you know, what's in it for them. You know, we are, have you heard of the radio station called WIIFM? That's my favorite station. Yeah, right? It's what's in it for me. You've got to do something when talking to your customer and your prospect that's going to benefit them, right? Something that's going to be important to them, not just for us. And so what my friend Al did after a nice meal at this Mexican restaurant in Southern California, you know, he sort of stroked my ego a little bit, I remember. He said, well, Al, I know you have the house and the cars and the business. He says, but you know what? You're the hardest working guy I know. You're in there first time in the morning, last time to leave, and you start over every month. And I go, huh. And he says, you know, there's this business, and he didn't explain network marketing to me, thank God. He said, there's this business that's like television networks, radio station networks, where you kind of have the spider web of TV or radio stations, and the bigger your network is, the more money you make. He goes, do you think the owner of the network is working harder at some point? 
And I said, well, I don't think so. He said, yeah, that's called residual or repeat income. And that's the project I want to invite you. Well, literally, Simon, the very next night, I was at the Holiday Inn in Long Beach, California. Remember it like it was just last week. It was a Wednesday night because that's when they had their hotel open meetings. And I sat in the front row because I was in a personal development. And I think my arms were probably crossed a little bit. And the guy talked about three things, Simon. Number one, he talked about the products, right? Did I memorize the product ingredients? No. I don't know what it cured. I don't know if it cured anything. You know, it's funny when people talk to me about ORAC values to this day because I don't get any of that. It seemed like a good enough product. You know, fine. The next thing that guy talked about was the compensation plan. Did not get it. The only thing I remember is you got to find six people who found four, who found two. Seemed very doable. But here's what got me, Simon. What I heard at the beginning of the presentation made sense at the end of the presentation. And I'm going to just, for sake of time, he did a, the guy did a dream building st session on stage. He said, imagine sleeping till you're done sleeping, waking up at the crack of noon, throwing out your alarm clock. Now that seems really naive today, but guess what? I was the guy that had success financially, but I had no time, no time with family, a pretty poor quality of life if you take the finances away from it. And that's what got me. I literally, Simon, got in that night. I didn't try to get it all figured out. I didn't try to do anything else. I left that night, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night with a kit under my arm with some products and brochures. And I gave it the strongest 90-day effort that I had done up until that time ever in my life, mm. ever in my life. So share a little bit about that 90 days because you said you were super bad. Uh, what, was the, what was that 12 weeks like? <laughs> well, it was it was fun. It was funny and it was productive. Um, the reason I say I was bad is because I didn't really understand the compensation plan. I'm a great numbers guy, but this was very foreign to me. So if you're out there and you don't understand your company's compensation plan, who cares? That has nothing to do with it. What I did is I took massive, massive action. I knew that I had to get people on board. In fact, I got to tell you the truth. When the guy said six, I thought, I still remember, I said, no, I get 60 people, right? <laughs> and so what I did, what I did for 90 days is I took massive action. I didn't, I didn't overthink it. And to be honest with you, I think I, I said the compensation plan explanation different every week. Every week I'd go, oh, it works like that. And I change a little bit and I do it. But you know what? I never stopped. I never said, oh my God, let me take a 30 day break. Let me become a compensation plan expert and then I'll do it. I took so much action. I got people fired up. I got told no a lot, Simon. A lot of my closest friends said no, not interested. Um, I, had fr I had enough friends that said yes. I had acquaintances that believed in me and said yes. And we built you know, several hundred people strong at the end of 90 days. And at the end of 90 days, and what was the activity? It was what it was back then. This was a number of years ago, so there was no uh, social media like I do today. It was one-on-ones, it was uh, hotel meetings, it was uh, mostly home meetings, it was the telephone. I mean, you know, it was, it was just the activity to expose the business. And I didn't get hung up on who said no. I just went right through it. If it was a no, I didn't spend, I didn't get mad, but I didn't spend any time, you know, worrying about it. We went through lots of numbers, got lots of people excited. And then at the end of 90 days, two things happened, Simon. One is I made enough income that it was believable to me, right? And, and then that second thing, I guess, part of the belief is it raised my belief level. I said, wow, there's something here. That's what propelled me to go. But the 90 day effort was really, all out, massive action, even if you goof it up. And it was that eye of the tiger, persistence, treat your business like a business. Sometimes we get into network marketing and we forget 
This is a business like any other. If we were launching a real estate business or a mortgage business or an escrow company, which my prior businesses, we would have to gain some traction, some momentum. So that's all I did for 90 days, Simon. And here's, here's a great thing about network marketing. It's the most forgiving business in the world. You can goof it up, but if you stay in action, you'll eventually correct what you need to do. And you just got to keep going. Mm, this is really good. If you can goof it up, but if you keep doing it, you get it straight, right? So Yeah, you just correct along the way. Yeah. So you said you got a lot of no's and a lot of distributors that get no's. How do you stay how did you not let the no's bother you? What was the self talk that kept you going? Yeah, you know what? I I, uh, I heard someone say uh, early on, don't get emotionally connected to the no's or to the outcome. So I didn't take a no personally. They weren't saying no to me, to the person, Al Rodriguez. It wasn't the right time. They didn't understand it. It was like I told, like my friend, he invited me seven or eight times and I said no. I was never upset at him. I was never angry at him. I never judged him. So I, I just think I, t I didn't really worry about it. To be honest, I didn't really think about it. Part of part of business, you're going to get no's, right? If you go to enough, uh, if you're a kid in junior high or high school, maybe the girl you want to dance with is going to be a no, but you keep asking those girls to dance. Someone's going to dance with you. <laughs> mm. So question is, you said you went all out. And I think I hear this term, uh, a lot of people say, I'm going to go all out, I'm going to work hard. But what did you, what was your typical day like? Because I think a lot of people, they think they're doing the business, but they're not treating it like a business. When you went all out, what was your day like? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. In fact, uh, a lot of people that know me that I that I've coached uh, and, and trained, they know that I'm a straight talk, you know, coaching style. I don't really, you know, you know, I don't lullaby you in this business. I, you know, I, I love you. I love you. I love Anya, but I'm very straight talk. And so you're right. Most people uh, say, hey, I'm in I'm going to go into beast mode. They're not even in kitty cat mode because they're <laughs> not doing what they need to be doing. And, and that is this is a contact sport. So you got to remember that I had probably 80 to 100 people in my employee uh, em employed by me at that time. So I had a full business to run. So when people say I have no time, uh, I didn't take that excuse, but I did use every nook and cranny of time that I had available. So in the morning, I made a few phone calls. At lunch hour, I made a few phone calls. Now, I understand it was my business, so I can make calls whenever I want, but I, I carved out little times. And of course, my free time, the weekends, the evenings, the lunch hours, everything, everything I did, I poured into this business. And 100% and of that was into making contacts. It wasn't into dusting the shelves off to put my products just perfectly placed. It wasn't Googling the ingredients. You know, it was contacting people. It was going, it's what I call sifting and sorting. You're just contacting people. You're sifting and sorting. You're not getting mad. And you're just ready to see who's at a point in their life where they're open to something, right? Whether it's product usage or the business, that's all you're doing. Yeah. I like, I like it. So even during free time, you're basically like 24-7 in the business because during the nooks and crannies, if you weren't operating in your traditional business, any free time, you said, was 100% in making contacts and doing the income-producing activities. Absolutely. I had to. I had no choice. You know, I had a, a, a very successful business. I wasn't about to abandon it. That would have been foolish. And so I, if I made this decision... I, you know, I was going to I was going to do something about it. And we ran, you know, home meetings, uh, you know, throughout the week. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you what it just you know, it's 
we ran home meetings. I drove to home meetings where, you know, where one person would show up or 40 people would show up. You know, I did one-on-ones where the person would show up and not show up. You just got to keep, keep doing it. I didn't get, you know, I didn't, I don't think I consciously decided this, Simon, but I'm glad that I, I probably subconsciously decided. And that is, I didn't stick my toe into the water. I believe that this is was going to be a way out for me. I believe that this was going to be a way to buy my time back and get some time freedom. And so I wasn't going to let, you know, a, a day or two or three go by just thinking about it. It was all about contacting people, massive context. Was there a specific moment or like a light bulb moment where you finally got the business and things really, really took off for you? Yeah, absolutely. At the end of 90 days, I got a call from the uh, the upline, you know, Grand Puba, you know, had about 40, 50,000 people on his team. His wife called me to congratulate me uh, for breaking a few ranks in 90 days. And he got on the phone. And basically what happened, Simon, is two things. Number one is a mentor showed up. But see, I didn't go f- looking for a mentor. I went and did activity. And then what do they say? When the when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I gave it 90 days of action, of proof in the pudding. And then a mentor showed up, someone who to this day I value, I trust, not only in business, but because he has a great family, has great Christian values, very much in alignment with, with who I was and who I wanted to become. But the second part of that was I was invited, Simon, to the pre-launch of a country in Central America, Costa Rica. I was the, and I, I kiddingly and lovingly say that as part of the pre-launch team, uh, I was the token Spanish speaker. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, uh, I was the only one who spoke Spanish, so I was doing meetings twice a day for about nine or 10 days, hundreds of people, and that's when my light bulb moment got in. I, I knew I was onto something big, but I saw people come to meetings hundreds and hundreds a day in a third world country where we could easily said they don't have enough money and the kids were flying out the back door uh, at the back of the room. Like, like you know, I mean, it was like still selling like hot, like, 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 like sliced bread, right? Hot sliced bread. And so what happened, my light bulb moment was this is so much of a bigger business than I thought I imagined. I thought it was just a nice home-based business to buy my time back. I said, my goodness, I could really, really get serious about this and build an international team. And, and of course, we, we went on and did that with the help of our mentors. So how do uh, – you have a lot of experience with this, with opening new markets. So a country like a third world country or like a country like Costa Rica where they don't make much money, how do they come up with the money – because this is a common question. How do they come up with the money to join and get started and build a business? That's a, that's a great, great question. And, and sometimes it is a complexity because sometimes U.S.-based MLMs have price points that don't make sense for those countries. They just, they just don't, right? Uh, but, the re, but in most cases, what those pe- the hunger for success, the hunger for change is so great. If the product at least is in a range of affordability, what usually happens is uh, they sell the product. You know, uh, there was a company I was consulting for a couple of years ago, which took us to live in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. And most of them, I saw this, I was in the office of the CEO. People would come in on a daily basis. They would buy eight or 10 products. They would leave. And then they come back in a few days. And I asked my friend, what are they doing? He says, Al, what they do is they just, they just sell enough product. They'll sell maybe two or three products to then afford the product pack. And then they'll go sell some more and they just keep doing it and do it. So in Latin America, 
Uh, and I found out the same thing in some of the Asian countries that we worked in. You know, selling is not a taboo. It's a, it's a really just kind of a part of, of, of life to sell. And so uh, that's, that's how most of these uh, folks, uh, for example, going back to Costa Rica, were able to do it. They're, they were able to sell these products, generate some profits, and then just kind of reinvest into their little business and keep growing it. Really good advice. So let's talk about selling because you had brought up at the beginning of the show. Uh, like, you know, sometimes we like to hide that we're selling, we're sharing at the end of the day, we're, we're selling, right? Because no one buys their products. No one, there's no money to be made. So talk a little bit about what tips can you give people, maybe from the mindset approach or from actually skills in terms of selling so they can generate more volume. That's a great, great point. By the way, I, I do want to teach people about sharing. And what I want you to do is I want you to share this live broadcast right now. That's the sharing that I want you to do. Go ahead and share this. Share that with uh, your friends. Uh, let's let's get this, uh, you know, let's spread the word here. Uh, you're right. I think that sometimes we hide behind the fact that uh, that that uh, we're selling. I, I have no qualms about that. I, I think selling is great. I think that what people have is a, a mistaken identity of what selling is. They picture this guy uh, that's a used car salesman with a, a, an ugly tie and plaid pants selling a really bad car to their mother, right? That's not selling, right? That, that, you know, that, that's something else. And so in selling, you know, really what we're doing is we're exchanging a product or service, something of value in exchange for money. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And like I said, we do selling all the time. Yesterday we went to lunch. My kids sold me on going to this particular sushi restaurant they wanted to go to. And believe me, they sold me because I wasn't planning on going there. So selling occurs every day. So in network marketing, you know, what we're doing is we need to ask a couple of questions. There's a sales process, right? You can't just sell right away. I believe there's a discovery process. I usually teach people to ask a couple of key questions and it's like leading people by the hand. Right. In a, in a in an ethical way, you're leading them down. And I believe, Simon, that people by nature are begging to be led. They want to be told what to do next. And, and that may sound offensive, but I believe we all do, including myself. And so if it's a if I've got a weight loss product or I've got a detox product or I've got a certain service, I want to ask that person a couple questions. I want to get a couple of things I'm going to get a yes on and I'm going to lead them by the pat by the hand down this path. That is a sales cycle. A lot of people think selling is just me to just kind of bum rush you to just convince you and throw up all over you about my product ingredients and that's selling. That's not selling. That's amateur, that's amateur selling maybe. It just doesn't work real well. Mm. Really good. And you know what? Uh, I like your emphasis on selling, how the difference between maybe selling the used car salesman to your mind because selling, I think if everyone stopped selling or the people who sell stop selling, the whole world would stop. Right? Absolutely. If the farmers didn't sell their groceries to the supermarket, we would starve. If everyone stopped selling, the whole economy will come to a grinding halt. Uh, we wouldn't have gas for our cars. We wouldn't have anything. We wouldn't have electricity. If people didn't sell electricity, we wouldn't have the electricity to do this broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. And even people, and, and by the way, I'm not anti-jobs. You know, a lot of people in our, in our profession, I'm not anti-jobs. But the receptionist, the secretary, the attorney that are not typically considered salespeople, they're all selling. Now, the receptionist is selling, just maybe not getting a commission. She's getting a salary, but she's selling the face of the company. The attorney is definitely selling their services, right? I mean, it isn't just the guy on TV doing the infomercials. Everybody sells. Mm. Some get paid more to do it. And if you decide to be a professional in the in, in, in selling, you're just going to make more money. That's bottom line. doesn't matter what you're doing. You brought a good point. Like the secretary is selling the image of the company. It's just like people on Facebook, they're all, even whether they like it or not, they're selling themselves. 
right? I think a lot of distributors, and a lot of distributors, they sell themselves the wrong way by the stuff they post. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, that is, uh, gosh, this 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 industry, this profession has been around for so many years. Not that social media has, but I was just talking to my wife about this this morning, Simon, over breakfast, and I said, you know what, you know, and I was talking not just network marketing, but I included network marketing. I said, you know what, you either reach out to people or people reach out to you, right? And so maybe. Some people, you know, uh, I don't run any ads, but, you know, some people may run ads. Other people may make phone calls. Then there's the third group of people that think I'm just going to post 20 images a day of my product on my Facebook wall and I'm going to attract people. That's not a good idea. (laughs) You're just going to turn your friends off, right? You might. This isn't productive. It's very uncomfortable. So, yeah, I think I think it's because people don't have the right training. And that's why MLM Nation our upcoming Leadership Academy and other people, I think these are vital necessities because network marketing fishes primarily from an employee pond that doesn't know how to consciously sell. So we need to teach folks Mm. very simple, uh, implementable strategies so they can become better at what they're doing. And and posting 30 product images or 20 product images on your Facebook wall is not one of them. Yeah. You know, let's uh, shift gears a little bit. Uh, This is my favorite question. And you're like uh, almost two decades of experience. What is your worst, worst, worst moment in network marketing to the point that most people will quit, but somehow you didn't quit, and that's why you are the leader you are today? Well, I, I, I probably had a few of them, but they all. Uh, uh, I think you know what comes to mind is when you work very hard to, uh, to build a team and you have a leader or a couple of leaders leave you uh, and uh, they take their team to another company, right? For what, whosoever fault it is, right? Whether it was my present company or they have a better opportunity, uh, you feel a little demoralized, right? You say, oh my God, I, I've been working. I've been working with these people. I've been teaching and training. And so uh, there are times where your business is affected. Of course, it, it affects you uh, financially because you lose volume, but it affects you really emotionally and morally because you always, I know me, I question, what could I have done different? And my conclusion is I'm running my own race. I do learn and I want to be a better coach and I want to be a, I want to lead a team more effectively and I want to pour more into people. But oftentimes and not, I've learned to guard my heart about that. But I think that the toughest times is when you, 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 you got some momentum going and boom, something happens. The second one might be when the company does this. You know, companies in and outside of network marketing are going to screw things up. Sometimes you're doing everything you could, but the company itself you know, maybe they have a change in management. They have a change in something. I was speaking to a friend of mine uh, not long ago, and she actually changed companies because their company couldn't get their act together. And it, it, she loved that CEO, but she says, "Oh, we just kept we just kept hemorrhaging." So that was very demoralizing for her. I have, you know, and so so I think I think the the worst things I've had is either when my team. Uh, a large portion of my team has left me or whether I've had a company that has had operational problems and I feel like I don't have any control to fix it because I do want to fix stuff. I can't fix that. Mm. So those are challenging times where you might have moments where you say, you know what, is it worth it all? Obviously, I'm here, so it's always worth it. Uh, And by the way, challenges come in everything. You know, if I were to digress back to my mortgage and real estate business, I I can reflect on times where things were going really good and then something happened. Interest rates went up. Underwriting guidelines change, and all of a sudden, you know, you say, why am I doing this? This is crazy. But I think those of us who, you know, I, I really love network marketing. The in, in, We're here for income. This is a business, but I really love what it represents, the personal development, 
the time that I get to spend with my wife and children. So I just kind of remember those things as hard as it might be at times. Mm. In terms of network marketing, how have you seen the profession change for, than when you first started like 20 years ago? Well, uh, wow, there are lots and lots of changes, I, I think, positive and negative. I think that today, you know, uh, companies spring up all the time, and it's kind of hard to separate the, you know, the good guys from the bad guys. You know, back in the quote-unquote old days, 18 years ago, uh, you didn't really, you know, there was, a, there was a handful of companies, and at least in my mind there was. And I remember when I got in my first company, I, that's, I, didn't, that's, I just got in that company. Uh, and so I think that today there might be some more confusion. I think people get confused as to what to do today. You know, should I be on Facebook, Pinterest, or Instagram? Should I have home meetings? Should I have, you know, one-on-one? -on -one? Should I do this? I think people get caught up in all the different possibilities. And I always tell people it's like going to a buffet, right? You know, when you go to a buffet, there's all this food but you can't eat all of it. Just pick kind of what you really want. So I tell people in network marketing, get clarity by picking just a few things that you think are going to resonate with you. But I think that, you know, the changes that I've seen over the years is complexity. Maybe pay plans have gotten a little bit more complex. Uh, lots of companies starting up and lots of companies failing. And so uh, I think that's the nature. And, of course, today we're very connected. You know, the world is connected with social media. I see that as a major positive because over 90% of my business is built online and in the social media. Um, I already did my home meeting, so I teach, I'll teach you how to do them, but I don't do a ton of them these days anymore. But, uh, uh, so, but I also know that social media is a false, false sense of security for some people. They think it's it for spamming, and they think it's for the, doing the wrong things. And so it's like everything. Everything's a double-edged sword. Really good advice here. And I love your analogy about buffet, because you can, uh, I think... Uh, a lot of people, they decide, what should I do? Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, home meetings, and they end up doing nothing. Because they, right. they, they nothing. spend time a analyzing or studying and do nothing. None of the stuff that you did during your 90-day run would just go meet contacts, meet people and present, right? And also like the social media, sometimes they can do stuff sitting there but not really talking to people. But they feel like they're doing the business but end up doing nothing. That is – that. yeah, you could you, – you know, we could do a whole – uh, video training on just that last comment alone that you just said there, Simon, because I think people are falsely uh, lulled into pretending and thinking they're doing business and they're not doing business. You know, if we were to take the, a person's activity on social media that they think is business into the into, quote unquote, the real world uh, and it was a job, you'd get fired. <laughs> yes. You get fired because you're not doing the business. You're posting images, which is nice. I do, too. But, you know, you got to separate what's the business from, you know, from, from what's not a high payoff activity. I, I am, I don't, uh, you know, my goal uh, is I've progressed in my, in my profession. Uh, this last year, uh, I've worked uh, an enormous amount of hours because of where, you know, we've launched an international team. And so, you know, you, you work uh, in the middle of the night and whatnot. But really, my end game is to work to work less and so you know you just have to focus my my point to is i got is you got to focus on high payoff activities you mentioned a moment ago it isn't about just kind of hanging around for tw 10 or 15 hours you know go if you if you're part-time and all you got is an hour or two a day make it one or two of highly focused high productive hours of contacting people mm. you'll get more done than some of these full-time people <laughs> yes yes what's one code contacting tip a one-liner if you're making a call, how do you like to open a conversation with a co-market stranger? 
Yeah, you bet. So I, you know, people always have, you know, it's like the, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The other question of marketing is, do you lead with your product or your or your business opportunity? I think both are fine. I like leading with the uh, business opportunity. So if I'm contacting a cold prospect, um, whether it's maybe uh, you know around town or something, or or uh, in a in a group or something, uh, I guess a one-liner could be. You know, you know, I, I don't hype it too much. I said, listen, I'm, I'm involved in a business. I noticed that you're in, in UK. We've got a great team in UK. Do you keep, you know, it's pretty old school. You know, are you are you open to hearing, uh, you know, what we're doing to grow a business there? Because we're looking for two. I'm looking for two or three key people to get behind on and coach. And, and I just keep it so stunningly simple. Here's what I don't do. I don't tell them all about my product. I don't tell them all about how awesome my company is. I don't you know, tell them about the, you know, 42 ways my compensation plan pays. I don't do anything. I'll ask a simple question. In my case, it's about business. Hey, listen, you know, uh, you, I looked at your Facebook page and it looks like we're, you know, you're, we're both in a personal development. I'm not sure if this is the right time in your life right now, but I'm going to business in the UK. Uh, are you open to take a look at what we're doing? Cause I'm looking to get behind two or three people and help them grow a business. And it's a, it's a yes or no or what it's all about. It, and I, I don't go into – if the guy tells me no, I don't have, like, any fancy comeback. You know, it, I'm sifting and sorting. Awesome advice here. Want to grow your business faster and make your next 12 months your best year ever? Then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype, in Gold Coast, Australia, or No BS, No Hype, USA, in Los Angeles. You've probably already seen on Facebook what people have said about our training workshops and events. And now I'm bringing my No BS, No Hype training to two major events. Number one, for my friends down under in Australia, I've got something super special and exciting. We're doing our first big event in Australia in the Gold Coast on May 12, 13, 14. This will be at least 10 times better and bigger than my normal workshops. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash events. And for our friends in North America and Europe, our our next event will be in Los Angeles in February 2018. This three-day training event is on February 23rd to 25th, 2018 in Los Angeles and will feature not only three days of training for me, but also seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 and get your early bird tickets at mlnation.net forward slash events. If you listen to ML Nation, you already know how the major breakthrough for almost all the leaders came at an event. And right now, it's your turn. Go make the best investment you can do today and attend No BS, No Hype. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Hey, as we go towards the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. And so the first one, Al, is what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Well, I, I think the one of my uh, I don't know if, it, if it's a phrase more than a more than a quote, because it's the way I believe that I live my professional life in particular. And it is Eye of the Tiger. So more than a quote, it's probably a phrase. But, you know, to me, Eye of the Tiger is this quiet thunder, you know, in your spirit. You know, uh, you don't have to be boastful. You don't have to tell the world about it. You're just going to live it and you're going to be tough. And you're going to keep going and going. And life will knock the snot out of you. Life will knock the, the snot out of you. And so eye of the tiger means you're going to go and do it anyway. And you're going to do it. And you might say, gosh, 
I, I just recruited nine people and they just all quit. So what? I had the tiger. I'm going to go find nine more. Um, you know, my, my company changed their product formula and it's just not as exciting anymore. So what? I got nine other products to wear. I mean, you know, whatever it is. So I think that I had the tiger is something that I've lived uh, by. Uh, well before this profession. It's just about a certain toughness or tenacity that I believe all entrepreneurs must have. And I guess you can call it persistence, but I call it eye of the tiger. I love that. Awesome. Um, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? A burst of focused uh, work. You know, I, I don't want to start the day off and, and work 10 hours straight. I'm just not good. So I will focus on one or two tasks for the next hour or two, and that's it. So uh, so I'll get up in the morning, and I'll do my prayer and meditation, and I'll have my coffee, and then I'll, I'll work on something early morning. And then I'll have breakfast with my wife and kids. And after we wrap up, then I've got another project, one or two topics, very focused. I know what my outcome is, and then I'll work on that for maybe an hour, like maybe two at the most, 60, 90 minutes. So they're, they're concentrated, focused burst of work. Mm, really good advice, which is the exact opposite of what most people do. They spend one minute, yeah. two minutes, and they get distracted, phone, text, you know, social media, or they start daydreaming. And yeah, well, now I, here's my confession, Simon. I'm just, I'm just like you just mentioned. I'm like that as well. The reason I work this way is to avoid that. If I don't have a target, an immediate target that I'm going to hit. I'm going to do that. I'm going to yeah. float around and daydream. And, you know, I don't know. Next thing I know, I'm looking at someone's Facebook page for 60 minutes. And, you know, what did I just do? Nothing. So yeah. that's why I actually do that. My wife, for example, is is extremely meticulously organized. I don't – I'm not. So, therefore, that's why I do what I do. So, yeah, it's very good. So you create a boundary that forces you to stay there. Otherwise – It forces be, me. Otherwise, your, you know, our monkey brains would be everywhere. Right? And then we get nothing yeah, I think done. I think Tony Robbins even called that chunking, where you chunk down the project and you do it in bits and pieces. Yeah. If you had to sponsor 20 people in the next 30 days, what would your typical days be like? How would you schedule your days? If you have to sponsor 20 people, you challenge Al, you got to sponsor 20 in 30 days, what would you do? Yeah, you bet. So so definitely, like, uh, like all sales, sales is a numbers game. Let's not kid ourselves. It is a numbers game. The bigger numbers you have, the law of averages – uh, begin to work for you. So in my case, I would be using a tool, a resource, uh, an audio or video that was very short, ideally 10 minutes or shorter. And I would go and I would, uh, just like I talked about a, a moment ago, maybe in the morning I would have, you know, I would reach out to X number of people, check their interest level. If they're interested, then I would send them something. By the way, I don't ever advocate you send a link on anything just for the heck of sending it. That does not work, will never work. You know, that's another version of spam. So I think I would just go through enough numbers. Uh, obviously, every person's different. You know, to make sure you enroll 20 people, I would probably reverse engineer that. I'd say, well, in order for me to enroll 20 people, I probably have to have 40 people that actually say, yes, they're interested after the video that or, or audio. Well, then I'd have to reverse engineer one more step. I'd probably then have to invite maybe 80 to 100 people to the video so if I invite 100 people to a video, maybe 40 will actually look at it, and, you know, and of those that like it, you know, and then you just kind of work your numbers. So I, I usually reverse engineer. I did that in the mortgage business. That's how I became a real top producer is I wanted to figure out a certain economic number that I wanted monthly, 
And again, I, you know, I didn't make these things up. Someone taught it to me many years ago. And that's what I would do. Um, and, and I think that to sponsor 20 in 30 days, um, if that's what someone decides that they'd want to do, is they better be prepared to get their hustle on. They got to they gotta make sure they, they put all the distractions aside. They got to quit playing at this. They got to stop dipping their toe in the water. They got to quit worrying who's going to say yes or no. And I mean, they got to pull out the plug and have, guess what, eye of the tiger and just you got to get do it, but you got to do it with enough numbers. Yeah, it's good. But once you know the numbers, it's easier to put everything aside because you realize everything else is a distraction. You have to hit your numbers. And you got to you can break it down to a daily, almost like a daily quota, a number of people you need to talk to. Right, and 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 you know, you know, going back to this person from Australia, I would say it's not posting on your wall. It's it's calling a certain number of people. It's using WhatsApp, texting. Uh, it is now. If I was going to sponsor a lot of people, I probably wouldn't be doing a lot of personal meetings. That's just me. This is me. So I would be using WhatsApp, the Facebook inbox, uh, my contacts, their contacts. I mean, I would. The phone is this uh, this this eight hundred pound gorilla that people have become fearful of. Mm. <laughs> it's okay. very efficient, though. Yes. Hey, uh, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? The best piece of advice. Um, Probably um, it, it has to go with strengths and weaknesses. In that, in life, we usually try to um, we usually try to uh, worry about all our weaknesses. And one of my original mentors said, "Al, run with your strengths, and eventually people will show up to shore up your weaknesses." And so I think that would be it. Run with your strengths. Don't try to go become perfect in the areas that you're weak in right now. Just run with those strengths, and then people will kind of rally around you to shore up those weaknesses. What's your favorite prospecting tool that you like to use? Do you send them a link to an online video? Do you send out samples? Do you sit down with them and, and do a flip chart or iPad presentation or webinar? What do you like to use? Yeah, because I build primarily online, it's definitely an audio or video link. And so, for example, I have a, about a nine-minute audio link that I recorded myself in SoundCloud, uh, and it just gets to the point. I mean, you listen to that audio – you're you're either going to be interested and you're going to ask more questions. You're going to say, Al, thanks a lot, but not interested. So an audio or, or a video link. But I, but for me, because I'm very, very much a straight shooter, my, it's nine minutes. I don't beat around the bush. I tell them what it is, what it's all about. And uh, and I use it to sift and sort. So to me, it's 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 an audio link. And I'm going to send that to you, a text, WhatsApp or a, or inbox it to you. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Well, my favorite app now uh, app now is is one uh, that I have to give you a lot of credit for. I uh, is Blink. It yes, isn't necessarily. I love Blink. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I bought that subscription for myself and my wife. Thanks uh, to you, Simon. I saw it on your page. Um, it allows me. You know, it doesn't really allow me to build the business uh, directly. So maybe it's not a tool or a resource in that fashion. And if you want to re-ask me the question in a different fashion, you can. But to, but as far as an app. It is great because I'm able to listen to audio book summaries while at the gym, while in the car, and, and I can get through. I just realized, I just counted a couple of days ago, in, in a span of a few weeks, I've gone through 42 of them, 42 audio books. Uh, and, of course, from then, I've, I've purchased a few of the ones that I really like to go deeper, but, uh, but I like Blink. Yeah, that's an awesome tool. I mentioned on a podcast show uh, before in the behind the scenes is mlnation.net forward slash Blink. They basically take an entire book and make it into eight pages. 
and then you get to right. so you get all the main aha moments. And if you like a certain book, like what Al does, he actually then goes buy the book. But he reads it on Blink first, and you get an annual subscription for like sixty bucks or something like that. So you can go to mlnation.net for slash Blink. Okay, uh, what's uh, one? Speaking about books, what's one book uh, everyone should read? Wow. Well, um... I, I think there's a lot of books. I think that uh, can I tell you two or three? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so the classics like How to Win Friends and Influence People is a book that I've read over and over again. It just teaches you, you know, how to interact with people and having a pleasing attitude. So, How to Win Friends and Influence People and The Magic of Thinking Big. Those are books that I've worn out copy after copy after copy. Uh, and uh, two other books would be uh, Essentialism. Where uh, And it just happens to be where I'm at a point in my life where less is more and you prioritize on what's important, you know, uh, in life and it allows you to really focus. And I believe it brings a lot of joy and satisfaction to my life. And what I'm currently going through uh, for probably the fifth or sixth time is Breakout by Joel Olstein. I've, I've read the book a couple of times. I'm now going through the audio book uh, with Breakout. Joel's our pastor. We live here in Houston. So... So uh, a little special meaning to us, but breakout is is just a, I mean, it comes from a spiritual perspective, but I can tell you it will apply to to life, marriage, relationship, friends, your husband, your wife, your business. I mean, it's it's an amazing insight that you can gain from that book. Awesome. Hey, Al, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Wow. The million-dollar question. Imagine you have to start all over again. And you knew no one. So you didn't know your wife. You didn't know your twins. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Yeah, that, what a great, great question. Um, because I love uh, building uh, online. Uh, at the end of the day, we have to we do business with people we know like and trust and so whether you do that over a cup of coffee or on social media you still have to learn to do that so i would definitely go on to uh, a platform such as uh, facebook i would look people that that would have common interests to mine not necessarily in network marketing they could be but that would have common interests and and based on the fact that we're like-minded or have a uh, similar interest i would just then uh, just begin contacting people, creating that uh, no like and relationship, which, by the way, you can compress time. You can make that no like and trust over months, weeks, days. Heck, you get really good at it. You could do it in 10 minutes. And so I would uh, I would first do that, treat people like human beings, find out what's important to them. And then if appropriate, then let them know about my project and see who might be someone that might be willing to join me on it. You've been awesome, Al. Thank you so much. Hey, as we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then also, what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? I, I, sure. So I think my, my best piece of advice uh, is, you know, treat your business like a business. You know, get focused. Keep it nice and simple. You know, two or three action plans at a time. And so treat it like a business. I tell people you're going to sell, sponsor, teach, and repeat. Sell, sponsor, teach, and repeat. And, of course, you're going to do it uh, ideally with that eye of the tiger, that unstoppable human being that's focused, you know, not on the price you're going to pay, but on the prize, whatever it is that for you. For the Rodriguez family, it's time with my wife and children. We homeschool them. We travel. So, you know, I don't let them know getting away. So I think that would be it. As far as contacting me, we have a personal website at www 
therodband.com. You know, that's kind of our brand, The Rod Band. Or on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook at uh, uh, facebook.com front slash Coach Al Rod. Uh, and uh, if I can ever serve anyone in your audience, uh, happy to do so. Awesome interview. Hey, those on Facebook Live, please share this. This is one of amazing interview. Great share. advice. Share out there. Remember what we're selling. We're sharing. I'm just kidding. We are always selling. Go <laughs> sell them. Hey, go sell. People want to watch this because this would teach your team and also build belief in the credi- you know, credibility of this amazing profession. Hey, ML Absolutely. Nation. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Al Rodriguez. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Al. Just A-L at the search bar and order Nuggets of Wisdom, Al's contact info. Connect with them. Order show notes. It'll be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Al, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Al, and God bless you. God bless you, Simon. I'm appreciative of everything you're doing to pour into this profession. God bless you. Don't forget, if you want a major breakthrough in your business, then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype, in the Gold Coast, Australia, in May 2017, or No BS, No Hype, USA, in Los Angeles, in February 2018. And right now, you can save up to $400 on an early bird ticket. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Go register, and I look forward to seeing you there. ML Nation and Simon Chan, a great show from Al Rodriguez. Now we know what it takes, right? Uh, hey, one, one of the first lessons is never prejudge prospects. He was making lots of money, and good thing his friend didn't prejudge him. He was making lots of money, so they, you may have prospects that are making, doing well financially, but they're hurting, they're time-stuffed, and a lot of prospects are out there, and Al was one of them. And one of the things that was important is, you know, WIFM, what's in it for me? And when after seven invites, finally, you know, his sponsor just talked about, you, you're doing well, you're making all this money, and, uh, but you seem that every month you have to start all over again, right? And you're, working, you're the first one in the office, last one in the office. He touched on something that hit, hit Al, and that's what made Al join the business. Again, took him seven invites, but he finally took action. Uh, but again, you have to think about when you present to prospects, not what you want to say, but what is relevant to them. Another lesson is when you're going for something, uh, look for your market niche. Uh, you know, he had mentioned that when he started his, his uh, mortgage company, he was looking for a market. He spoke Spanish. He went after Spanish speakers, right? Also, when he grew his MLM business, um, after the 90 days, he found his market. He was, you know, he was kind of like the token Spanish speaker. He went to Costa Rica and threw hundreds of people come there to join. And even kids out in the meetings and running out and out. And it kind of reminds me of my experience out in the Philippines. And in the, also in Philippines out there. I still remember, like, kids would sleep outside uh, in the hallway when the parents were in there. But people are hungry. And people always find the money if you show them that this business can change lives. Like, people will buy a product and sell it and take the profit and use that profit to get started. Okay. So, again, there's so many ways. Is If you keep having prospects that say they don't have the money it's because you haven't shown them the value yet. Okay, a couple other lessons here. So no, don't take the, you know, out went through a lot of no's, but don't take it personally. And number two is you got to go all out. And if you go all out, and here's the thing, if you go, I love what he said, if you goof it up, if you screw it up, you, but you keep going and you self-correct, sooner or later you'll get it and the business makes sense. And 
so he did that. Even though he had the nose, he got better and better. He was really bad at the beginning, but he got better and better. And he went all out. All out means, I'm telling you, 24-7. If he wasn't doing his traditional business, you got to treat his business like a job. The nooks and crannies of his time. Any type of down moment, he would, do, he would set up a meeting. Contact. He's making contacts. He's sifting and sorting. He's talking to people. He's not hiding behind a wall, right? His free time. He had no free time. All the free time in 90 days was into the business. And he gave really good advice towards the end. Like, if you're the sponsor 20 people in 30 days, you got to break down the numbers. This is a numbers game, right? How many people, if you're going to talk to, um, you, you work the numbers backwards. If you give 20 people a present, 40 people a presentation, how maybe 20 people join. But you have, may have to talk to 100, 150 people before you have 40 people that want to watch the video. And you divide it up in 20 days. You have to, if you have to talk to 150 people in 20 days, how many days is that? And it's just math. You got to talk to eight people. And you do that day in and day out. And you follow up. And you, your whole day is booked up. That's all you do. Not I talk about income producing activity. He talked about one of the disadvantages now. There's so many options, so many cool ways to go to business. Online, very important. Facebook, social media. You know what? You can do Snapchat, Instagram, right? But a lot of you are so caught up in all the different ways. All you have to do is really just choose one way, but you go all out in that one way. And student doing everything where your attention is diluted, focus on your attention. And that's actually one of the best habits he has. He takes 60 to 90 minutes. He creates a boundary because he has like, you know, the monkey brain, like think about all, you know, think about social media, doing emails, doing all these things. He focuses on one task for 60 to 90 minutes at a time. Intense concentration. And that's what top performers do. You know, another thing is uh, co-market strategies. Talks about like, you know, keeping it simple. Just ask a simple question and you are sorting. Okay, sorting, sorting, sorting. Um, social media talks about, you know, it can be a f- you know, false sense of security. Just don't hide there. You still got to do the income-producing activities of, you know, find someone to present to and or fi- asking people to find people to present to. You have to constantly building that network. And whatever happens, having the eye of the tiger. I love that. You know, when he thinks I have the, when he said I have the tiger, I throw the song immediately. Having intense focus, that tenacity. So when life would knock you down, like this business is going to make you miserable, but you keep going or knock you down, but you keep doing anyway. That's how you get better, right? That's how you get better. You keep going and you keep doing it. And, you know, Getting back to this business, I love he's like very no BS, no hype, right? He said, hey, you got to be in beast mode, not kitty cat mode. Going all out, 24-7, no breaks. Every free time is the business. That's how you're going to run. Most people don't do that. They, I'm going to run. They do the business. No, that's not a run. A run it reminds me of when I'm a rank advancements run. We did it for 28 straight days. It was like my life was that. I didn't do anything else. I barely even had time to eat and sleep. It was just recruiting, recruiting, prospecting, training, duplicating, training, recruiting, recruiting. And that's how you get the ranks. That's how I grew my business in this momentum, these spurts. And at the end of the day, selling. Talk about selling is great. You know what? As I mentioned on the show, if everyone stops, if someone stops selling, this whole economy, the whole world will stop moving. Right? If the farmers stopped selling, you wouldn't be eating. If the electricians, the electric companies stopped eating, you wouldn't have the electricity to listen to the show. Right? If Apple didn't, or the smartphone companies didn't sell Apple or Droid, you wouldn't have what you have. You know, this economy, the whole world evolves on selling. And by the way, you know, you should learn selling. You should do network marketing just for the simple fact to sell. Because Every successful person, every business person has to learn how to sell themselves. Sell a product or sell themselves. And actually, that's one of the things I'm teaching my kids. It's like the most important thing, more important than education is to sell. 
learn to sell yourself and learn to sell something. And actually, my uh, my five and a half year old, he's almost six, turning six soon. This summer, we're going to make lemonade. I'm going to have him go door to door and sell lemonade. Go to the park, do the stand, and sell. Because if you can sell, you could always make a living, right? And we're always kind of like constantly selling, selling. And this business, um, they just embrace that. Right, that's what drives the economy. And you know, social media—we're selling. You're selling already on social media, but the stuff you post, you're selling of what you're basically selling of what what people think about you. So think about that like differently. All right, hey, this is an awesome show. Go to mlnation.net. Connect with Al A Al. A very simple. All the nuggets of wisdom will be there. The show notes will be there. Connect with them. And one last, you know what? Uh, two other aha moments. Number one was run with your strength. Just leverage your strength. Eventually, people will show up and take care of your weaknesses. And a great tool he talked about, which I always recommend on the show, is Blinkist. Go to mlnation.net forward slash Blink. And basically, takes all the great books and puts them in eight pages, summaries. And so you get, you know, that's how I read like almost like a book a day by going through these great books. And sometimes these books are really, really good. Then I actually go and buy the full book. But I always check them out on Blinkist first. And you can get a special discount. Go to mlnation.net forward slash Blink. Again, awesome show. By the way, ML Nation, if you love these episodes, please, I love the show. Please take a t- minute or two to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean a lot, not just to me, but the entire MM community. And uh, go out there. Make it happen. You know, eye the tiger, like Al says. Tenacious. Be that beast mode. Go make it happen. ML Nation, I'm loud and proud to be a network marketing professional. My name is Simon Chan. And remember, win the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.